The City of Lakeland strives to provide transparency for our residents with the goal of having an informed and engaged citizenry. Views shared by those interviewed are not necessarily the views and beliefs of the City of Lakeland as a government entity. Hello, I'm Kevin Cook and welcome to October Access Live. With us in the studio today is City Manager Tony Delgado. Tony, how are you? Oh, very good, Kevin. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here. A couple of things real quickly we're going to talk about. Hydrilla removal in Lake Wire. Exciting, but necessary. Yes. Well, it was scheduled for today, but it's being pushed back to Monday, October 22nd. Why? Um, you know, we've all been watching what's happening in the uh, tropics, and then ultimately it's going to happen in the Gulf of Mexico, keeping an eye on what is now Tropical Storm Michael. Uh, hoping it stays far west of all of us and all our friends up in the panhandle would be nice. But over the next few days, we'll be monitoring that very closely. Uh, already have city getting prepared, as we always do. So our folks in public works, our folks in parks and recreation, electric utilities, water and wastewater utilities are already prepping for what more than likely will be some heavy rains and some gust of wind that uh, will be associated with the storm as it moves past us. So our hydrilla removal that was scheduled to start today will be moved to October 22nd. And we got a pretty exciting show today. Oh, phenomenal show. We're going to talk a lot about the airport today. Yeah, not only do we have you, that makes it super exciting, <laughs> but we've got Gene Conrad, our who is our airport. executive director of Lakeland International airport. airport. Those of us are so used to calling it Lakeland Regional Airport, but just a, just a few mere months ago, we got the, uh, the, the right from the FAA to go ahead and call it Lakeland International Airport. And part of that is because we also have a new customs facility there. Customs operation. I think Gene's going to talk a lot about the, our master planning process, what we're preparing, hopefully, knock on wood, to see coming to the airport. He's been involved heavily in trying to get look at cargo operations, limited commercial operations, which is kind of everything, kind of the thing everybody wants to hear about. Exciting. But, you know, those are the exciting parts. But the fact of the matter is he's going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're doing so that new businesses can come to the airport that folks might not know about that are directly related to the aviation Sure. Well, we treat the airport as an economic engine. It is. certainly has become a not only an employment generator, but it's it's busting at the seams right now. Well, if you look at the area around the airport, you'll see all these new rooftops being built, residences, uh, businesses. Geico just expanded near the airport. There, you know, the developers are looking at other parts of the land. Publix is going to expand. Publix is going to expand, which was great news. All of us. Right. Uh, we've, we're working very closely with the uh, the county and the DOT, the Florida Department of Transportation, on doing some things out there, including some upgrades to the road system out of the airport. So that southwest part of our community will be busting at the seams in the next couple of years. Well, besides Gene, which Gene is the show. <laughs> Today he is. Yes. We've got John Williams with Simpson Park here. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on out there. And we have Alejandro. Who's with our pools? Yep. You know, our park system is so vitally important to our quality of life. And while, depending upon what side of town you, you live on, you spend a lot of time, whether it's being at Simpson, Gandhi Pools, whether it's being Kelly Rec or Simpson Recreation Facilities, uh, depends on the library you're at. Um, but people forget how vast we are in the community and how much recreation and park system that we have in play uh, from Lake Crago all, all the way down to Peterson Park. And speaking of Lake Crago, we're going to see some dirt start turning and yeah. maybe some construction start happening at one of our 
our, I guess, our northernmost recreation centers. Yeah, that, that's a, what you'll call a regional recreation center. So not only when it's all said and done a few years from now, it'll have ball fields, it'll have nature and conservatory, uh, uh, a conser a conservation areas within it. Um, it's going to be a special one because it, it'll, it'll tie real good with what's happening at Peterson Park, too. So for those of you that don't know, that particular recreation complex is on uh, a couple of bodies of water. It's going to have a, a definitely an aquatic element, meaning so, so individuals can learn to kayak, sail, uh, quite a few water elements out there. Students get a chance to learn a little bit about conservation and the environment. It's, it's going to be a special place. And it's going to be much different than our other recreation complexes, which you'll see that on the horizon. Tony, uh, is there anything you want to share with us before you? Yeah, I think there, there's one thing and one that I know you've talked about in previous shows and that the communications department continues to expound on things happening around Lake Morton and the fact that we've had some accidents out there with swans and, and, and folks out there enjoying the lake. Um, you're going to start seeing some things happen. We've already lowered the speed limits to 20 miles an hour. Our traffic operations is working closely with the community. So let's take a look at other options to make that area a little bit safer. Right. What I would continue to ask those in our community, the residents of that area, those who utilize that area, um, stay diligent. You know, distracted drivers throughout the city is really what concerns so many people, not just around Lake Morton. So sure. stay diligent and understand there's more out there than just cars. Um, we have a great community where people like to go ahead and run and bike and walk and a lot of wildlife so there's more than out there than just cars well we just closed a survey that we we're doing you could have gone to lakelandgov.net slash community perspectives we asked our 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 citizens to take a survey so we could find out not only what our traffic operations is doing but what you would like to see take place out there. We're going to compile that information and bring it to you next month with Angelo Rao, who is Good. our manager of traffic, traffic and parking. He yeah. calls himself Tops. So, <laughs> Angelo um, Yes. And he's, he's a wealth of knowledge. He, he certainly is. Well, Tony, thank you thank for you. everything. Thank Appreciate you as it. always. Yep. And glad we just made it through the budget process. Yeah, we just so started a brand new fiscal year, City of Lakeland. Our fiscal year starts October 1, and we are in October now. Yeah. Lowered Millage, a tenth of a mill. I think uh, hopefully everybody uh, is happy and we continue to operate uh, as we do. So it's all good. All right. Thanks for all thanks, you do. Thanks. And our next guest is Gene Conrad. Gene is the executive director of the Lakeland Lender International Airport. Gene, come on in a little bit. This is TV. So uh, there you go. Gene, how are you today? I'm good, sir. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for being our guest. I know it was last minute. I contacted Gene last night and asked him to, to sit in today. And he, he let me know that this morning when he came in. So we have a good relationship. I love Gene. No worries. Well, first of all, I appreciate you having us on. We love to get the word out about what's happening at the airport. So thanks for having us. Well, absolutely. Tony mentioned we have a storm out there called Michael. Yes. We have NOAA at our facility. What are they doing right now? Well, they're ramping up. They're getting ready to start um, flying 24 hours uh, around the clock here, starting, I believe, at 3 or 4 o'clock. The P3 leaves and then G4 leaves right after that. So they will be in 24-7 uh, ops um, starting this afternoon until the uh, storm hits land. So what that means for us, um, we go to 24-7 ops as well. So we have, we will have an ops person there 24-7 plus our tower goes 24-7 because when they're up and they're up flying, it's a requirement for us to have the tower open. So we'll, we'll be running around uh, making sure everything's good to go on the airfield so they can operate. And uh, also we're already 
you know, send out a tenant memo to our folks to make sure things like to move around in the wind and hit. Yes, them. they so do. We're uh, already starting preparations for what may or may not come. So, Gene, it was a real coup for us to get the NOAA Hurricane Hunters and just tell us and, and let our our, our our audience know what does it mean to the airport to have them as a tenant. Well, I will say, you know, having them there is awesome. The notoriety, what we receive, as far as you know. Every, every time there's a, an event, the last hurricane, for example, of Florence and, you know, Dylan Dreyer from the Today Show was out there. And so every time there's a news agency or something saying that the hurricane hunters and they're departing from Lakeland, I mean, obviously we're getting our name out there. But what I would tell you is, you know, why this is important for the airport and for the city is we've had a lot of companies and different agencies contacting us because of their existence and what we collectively were able to do and in building them a 106,000 square foot facility in five and a half months, a $19 million investment, half from coming from the state, five million from the airport and four and a half million from NOAA and all the people we had on board and our ability as city government to right. execute and get it done. And people see that in agencies and different companies and aerospace companies, they are noticing that and are coming to us. And we've been talking um, because of our collective abilities, all of us in the city to be able to get that project done. So. That's, it's been phenomenal for us. Uh, we love them. They're getting ready to add new aircraft as well, another King Air, another Gulfstream um, as well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're great tenants on the airport. But, you know, um, when the school, when the Central Florida Aerospace Academy was, um, you know, opened in back in 2011, Commissioner Walker asked me, what do you think this is going to do for us? And I said, I'd love to be up here in five years and tell you. And it has done wonders for us. And this is a similar type project and do great things for us over time. So I, I know you probably can't talk too much, but you just said other companies, mm -hmm. aerospace companies are contacting us because NOAA came. Is When you say contacting us, think about coming to Lakeland to call Lakeland home? or Yes, I mean, they're looking to call Lakeland home. Uh, I have NDAs with certain uh, companies. Tell our audience what an NDA is. Non-disclosure agreement, so <laughs> I can't talk about certain things. You know, but I mean... I mean, we always like to say it basically we have to go after a hundred things to get one. Yeah. Um, if we're lucky, we may get two, but it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time, um, especially if a company is going to come in and make significant, you know, tens of millions of dollars of investment in facilities um, to bring, you know, jobs and their product or their services here, you know, to our airport. So it, it really takes a lot. Um, you know, but one thing we're getting ready to do is our new 42 acre development up on the northwest side um, of the airport. Is that um, what we're looking at here? Yes, that's what we're looking at here. And really what we're doing is we're just putting in the infrastructure. We're just putting in the horizontal elements, which includes utilities, you know, stormwater, um, and the actual pavement and clearing the area so we can do all these things. Because at this point, we have a million square feet of facilities out at the airport. We're 100% full, which is great. But then at the same time, as new businesses or new opportunities are coming to us, we can't accommodate anything at this point. Um, so we need to get this area prepared and ready to go. And, you know, for us, you know, currently today we have over 1,500 people that come out to the airport and work every single day in our facilities that we control, operate, maintain, and lease out. And we need more. And our number one charge is to grow and, and grow job growth and high school high wage out at the airport. And that's what this facility um, will help us do over the long term. So the cargo hangar is how large? Uh, the cargo, what, what's represented actually on this picture here is about 50,000 square feet, but it, and at the end of the day, it may be much larger than this facility, so we're still working those things out, um, you know, but when we're looking at opportunities around the country and what's happening is, you know, obviously there's perishables um, sure. down in Miami, all the cut flowers and fish and other things and fruits that are going to Miami, 
And wouldn't it be nice to overfly Miami for some of these companies come right here into Central Florida at a much Especially lower cost? Especially those companies that are called Lakeland Home. Yes, correct. So anyway, there's there's a lot of work to be done, but this is our next thing, um, and you know that we'll, we'll be busy working on this for the next five to ten years for sure. So when you say busy working on this, the construction element or no, just as far as attracting the okay. companies to come on board with us and and um, build facilities here. So so a fifty thousand square foot hangar will accommodate how many? Well, as far as the cargo warehouse, 50,000 square feet, but some of these hangars that you're looking at, for example, this hangar here is about 150,000 square feet. Um, and again, this is just a rendering, but this, this hangar would be able to um, house um, two 777s, two Boeing 777s, which are wide-body aircraft. Right. Um, really make up the, the majority of the long-haul fleet in the United States with all the various airlines. Um, and those aircraft would be able to come here for maintenance in some large facilities. And, you know, to be able to do maintenance on aircraft of that size, they'd have to hire anywhere from 250 to 350 employees um, to do that. So, um, and when you're looking at Central Florida as well, when you look at Tampa International, you look at Orlando International, um, there aren't a lot of these large hangar facilities that are available. So our ability to, to attract the company to come in and partner with us to build something like this will be significant. And we have the airplanes that are already coming here that would want to use these facilities. So Gene, in your tenure with the city of Lakeland and working at what was a regional airport and Nelson International Airport, you guys have done just a phenomenal job. What do you think that the single most important thing for the airport is uh, right now to go forward in the future? I think cargo is our mo most important thing at this point. There's some you know, critical opportunities for us that are at our doorstep, and we need to land those things. Um, you know, Pardon the pun. Yes, I know. <laughs> or pun intended, which are. Um, you know, but for us, at the end of the day, we're an enterprise fund for the city of Lakeland, so we try to operate it like a business as much as possible. So stop right there for one second. An enterprise fund is one of those departments that make money. So they not only do they... they they have their own billing processes, but they make their own money and keep their operations afloat with the money that they make. Sorry. That's correct. So, but with all these investments that we're making, whether it's NOAA, new air traffic control tower, it's this new development, the debt that we're taking on to get these projects debt done or completed are its airport debt. So we need to be able to generate the revenues to pay back this debt. Um, so we need you know, to generate revenue off of this development and what we're doing here. But at the end of the day, yes, we want to pay off our debt and all of that, but also it will provide us as we grow our revenues, sure. opportunities to go build new hangars for our general aviation tenants. We have 48 people on our waiting list just for our T hangars. I mean, that's a huge number. We're currently building 10, but we have 48 on the waiting list. And there's other opportunities because it's Central Florida. All the people that keep coming here in Tampa and Orlando are growing towards us. You know, there are... Companies are going to have larger aircraft that want to base here. We're working with the group right now to build a 60,000 square foot hangar down on the southeast corner of the airport to house Gulf Streams. You know, for people that are living in this area, want to be able to fly in and out in their own business jet. So these things are coming to us. Um, we we just need to be prepared to to handle them. Right. Well, exciting things happening. We got the cargo hangar working on right now. You said horizontal construction right now, but you'll soon see some vertical vertical integration out there, I'm sure. sure. And we've got uh, T hangers, and, and tell our, our audience what a T hanger is. That we got that construction happening right now. Sure. Well, T hangers are for the uh, single engine aircraft, um, and essentially they park tail to tail. So you'll have one part so, like this, like the other will be parked like this, and then they're just stack them. Right. You know, they're as you move down the road in the building. So 
again, uh, we're we just we're building a new row, but it's a million dollars to build ten of these T hangers or one building that has ten spots. So um, it's not necessarily cheap, but we have great partners at the uh, FDOT, Florida Department of Transportation, that helps us fund all of these things that we're doing out here. And I think that's one important thing too, is you know people ask me, oh, well, you guys are doing such great things out there. Um, at the airport, well, yeah, we are, but we also have great partners in yes. the FAA and FDOT, and there's no other state um, in the country we could get this done except for Florida um, because of how much money is available to the various airports in the state to get things done. So we're just super fortunate. We go after our fair share hard, um, you know, because we have a great facility. Jane says thumbs up. Good work here at the airport. Uh, something that I really want to talk to you about, and I know we can't really delve into it too deep, but if you could give us a, a, an overview of, we're really trying to attract uh, a passenger service at the airport. They're really one of those that would maybe uh, do some some flights from Lakeland to a regional hub, which would be awesome, like maybe to Atlanta or Charlotte. Can you tell us how that process sure. is going? Sure. Well, you know, I've been here for almost nine years now in January. And we've had air service in the past, but it wasn't what I would call a true airline. We had direct air and a scheduled public charter, right? Um, you know, from various places to bring tourists down here to Central Florida, and that was great. Um, but what we've been focused on ever since, um, and it's not been easy, and it's never easy, um, is to go after an airline as like an American to Charlotte or Delta to um, Atlanta or even potentially JetBlue to New York. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean all these things are going to happen and, and again, it, it, that it's easy, um, but we have specific targets. We need to be able to get our people in and out of a hub. And, you know, working with our air service consultant, Volair and Jack Penning, who we just brought on, um, we finally have all the pieces, all the variables that we didn't control before are now in our favor. We still don't control them, but at least they're, they're moving in a positive direction. And our city commission, along with our mayor, Bill Mutz, um, we're all pushing in the same direction. Our LEDC, um, we, we had a meeting with a lot of their stakeholders last week. And what we're going to have to do in, in order for us to get this done, we're going to have to put together a 4 to $5 million revenue guarantee. And what that means is we're going to go to an American or Delta and say, hey, look, we understand there's risk involved in flying here. We know in Tampa and Orlando, there's a tremendous amount of air service right. in both those markets. But we know it will work here. We have almost 700,000 people in our MSA, over 2,400 people a day are flying out of this region and flying in. Now, granted, we're all forced to drive to other places to do it, but we have a lot of bodies. That are say that again. How many? 22,400 people per day. Per day from our area. From the Lakeland Winter Haven MSA. Right. Go either to another airport That's to correct. fly out. That's that correct. is unbelievable. Every single day. And in order, if we, and we go to talk to American and we say, hey, we need service to Charlotte. We'd prefer three times a day. It may only be two. They could potentially service with a 70 or 90 seat regional jet. That would be 140 to 180 seats a day. In the 33813 area code alone, in just South Lakeland, those people, <laughs> 33813, <laughs> those folks in that area purchase 350 round trip airline tickets every single day. So when I say that, I, we don't need anybody else. We love them. Trust me. <laughs> No, but just from that one area code, right. we're, we'd be able to fill all these seats. And and look, at the end of the day, will the service be a little more? Yes, it will. Maybe twenty to thirty dollars more, um, or forty dollars more per round trip. Yes, it will. But what does that mean, though? It means convenience. It means doesn't not having to drive to no Tampa parking. And You're not actually paying, save money. And not paying eighteen to twenty day twenty dollars a day right. to park in the parking deck. You could Uber it. 
You can right. lift it over to the airport. Right. Um, you know, so, but you, it's our time to get this done. We need to be able to get to where we need to be. And really, when you look at it, too, the airlines are forcing us to go drive and do these things. They're forcing us to be on the I-4. That's really our first segment. So a segment is if you're at Tampa and you fly from Tampa to Charlotte, that's the first segment. If you connect and go somewhere else, that's the second segment. They're not. They're making us have a third segment, the first segment being for us driving from here to right. Tampa or Orlando. And it's not getting any safer. It's not getting any faster. Um, you go to Orlando, good luck getting by Champions Gate and then getting to the airport in under an hour and a half. I mean, it's 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 to be honest, it's ridiculous at this point. Right. But you know, we need to get our businesses in and out. Our families need to be able to, be able to come here and visit us. And again, our goal is not to be the next Tampa or Orlando, but it's we need to be able to serve our community, our business community. And it's going to be important as we continue to grow and new businesses are coming here. They're going to want these things and want that convenience. Well, it's a model that was very similar to what happened with Sanford outside of Orlando. And look, they've they've grown. So we just got to get that first one. And I believe it's, it's going to take That's off. That's correct. But if you really look at like for Sarasota, for example, or you look at Melbourne or Daytona, they're all both red. All those three cities are relatively close to Orlando right. and, and to Tampa. And they have significant amount of air service. We're kind of like the forgotten child right there. We're like the middle child because we sit right in the middle you know, but again, we can some level of service will make sense for us, and from a business case standpoint, it'll make sense for an airline to serve here, because the assumption is that they're already getting all of our people, right? Sure. Like Delta, we're already getting your people. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry, but you're only getting 15 percent of our folks. American, you're only getting 12. Southwest gets 35 percent. You know, so it's broken up. So if you're the one carrier that's flying here, hopefully there'll be two. One Southwest, you're getting 35%. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice to get 100%? Yeah, or, or American, if you're only getting 12%, wouldn't it be nice to, to ramp up that market share? And instead of forcing these passengers to go to Tampa and Orlando and pay a, a lower fare, you're actually going to get us to pay a little bit of higher fare because we're not going to have to do all those other things sure. and pay parking fees. So, Well, it sounds like you have the market research that's certainly in Lake Hollander's favor. Well, the market research is there, but, you know, getting back to the revenue guarantee, that is going to be the key for us. And, you know, it's going to be a community effort. And the goal is, is that these monies would be put in an escrow type of account um, and only be used. And we would true it up each quarter if there was a loss by the airline. Because, um, you know, it takes a little bit to get sure. the services ramped up. But our goal would be um, not to use any of the money and just return it. And, you know, our service be, you know, hugely successful, which I believe it will be. And we have the largest employer in the state in public supermarkets here. And, you know, they just they're getting ready to expand their corporate headquarters. But, you know, they, they fly a lot with their associates. But if you think about it, they're doing 350 to 500 meetings with vendors at the corporate headquarters one mile north of the airport every single week. How are those people getting here? They're flying into they're another flying, airport. And they're staying at the Hilton Garden Inn on the airport and now at our Staybridge Suites as well. And we see them and we know they're there. I go over there and eat breakfast and you have all these business folks in their suits and with PowerPoints reviewing their presentations before they go over to Publix. But that's just one example um, of all these great things that are going on. But it's a huge example, um, you know, and this, we want to get it done. Well, you're doing great things. Uh, do we have a question coming in? Can I say we, yes, are doing, we are doing great things. I will tell you, I have a, as the rest of the city, like when we have great departments and very passionate employees, but you know, I have a great team out there. Everybody gets to see me a lot of the time, but I have an awesome group of folks that are passionate, they care, and they work their tails off getting it done for the airport and the city. They really do. So we had a question. Jamie, Gina team, our gift to Lakeland and Polk County, his dry vision benefit benefits us all. Well, thank you, Jamie, for that. Thank you. Yeah, we're blessed to have Gene, and 
like you stated, he has a wonderful staff, and, and they're, they're doing fantastic things at the airport. If I could just – I don't know how much time I have. but if you I got as much this, time as you'd like. Well, if I could just – Hey, we'll sit right here? No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, I just want to get the word out about one more thing. So we're doing all these great things out the airport and growing and building things, but um, I think it's important to talk about, um, you know, what's been happening at Sun Fun over the last five or six years with the Central Florida Aerospace Academy. We touched on a little bit earlier. Right. Um, with Polk State College Aerospace and the educational um, aspects of the airport and what we have out there. And the reason I bring all of this up is because the air, the aviation industry is um, having a hard time right yes, now. Yes, they are. Um, there's, there's a pilot, we're in a pilot shortage period. Uh, we need aircraft mechanics. We need airport managers. I mean, we need air traffic controllers. We just need people to get involved in the industry. And we have some great educational opportunities out at the airport. Our Central Florida Aerospace Academy um, is 400 kids in it today. But if there are any kids out there that want to get the private pilot's license, I'm glad you touched base there on is this. a scholarship program. Whether you go to the school or if you live in the county, your kids up 16, 16 years of age, if not earlier, because um, even at 14, you can solo a glider, can apply for the scholarship through the foundation at the CFAA to receive 100% paid scholarship to get your private pilot's license. And that costs anywhere from ten to $12,000. So even if your kid doesn't want to be a pilot or fly airplanes one day, if they just had any interest whatsoever, please, you know, give us a call. Send me an email. Call Sun and Fun. Um, you know, because what a life-changing experience. One to, you know, to experience the sure. freedom of flight, fly an airplane by yourself. It will change their life forever, whether they stay in the industry or not. What a great thing and opportunity. We prefer they do because we need folks, um, but it's a great opportunity. Chris, thank you for the thumbs up. Yes. Uh, so once again, if you've got uh, a young person in your home, 16 years of age, that is a student in any of the Polk County schools that lives in Polk County, they're eligible for one of these scholarships to get a pilot's license. And I can tell you, uh, having looked into it for myself, it is about a $15,000 expenditure for a pilot's license. And that's that's a fantastic opportunity. Sure, and if there's if there's even a hint that your kids in you know interested in aerospace, get them in the Central Florida Aerospace Academy. It's attached to Kathleen High School. They just go to the high school on the airport, um, and you know there are spots available. And you know there's four different tracks out there as far as flight, avionics, engineering, and AMP. Um, even if they don't want to be a pilot, they can be go through that high school and get their AMP license as well. It's certified by the FAA. Then come right out of high school, about six more months, and they get their license and go work at one of our facilities, whether it's here in Lakeland or in Winter Haven, Bartow Hill or Bartow. Um, so there's there's a lot of opportunities um, available out there. So we have a question. What is ANP? Well, that's a great question. It's aircraft. Uh, it's airframe and power plant. So an air airframe and power plant mechanic. Okay. Um, so you can go through the school, they, you know, um, you know, graduate six more months and be an AMP mechanic at one of our great businesses or go somewhere else, anywhere in the country once you receive your license. So that's another opportunity. And if they want to go on to school, you know, go on to college as well, Polk State College Aerospace, local community college, um, and they, they give $5,000 per year scholarships as well for these kids to go, they can go to Polk State or if they want to go to Embry-Riddle or FIT or some other school, aviation school. Um, really anywhere in the country they have those scholarships available as well so if they're your kids are saying there's not there's i don't know what to do or i'm i don't push nothing to do push 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 us. <laughs> because you know now's the time and these are high skill high wage jobs and they're well-paying jobs as well and you know there's there's a lot of opportunity um throughout their career 
Gene, thank you for being with us today. And thank, thank you, sir. for uh, all that you do and, and your passion is definitely noticed. Thanks again. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. That was Gene Conrad. We're going to be bringing on two of our Parks and Recreation employees now. We've got John Williams with Simpson Park, and we have Alejandro Mota with our pool. So you guys come on in. Right. Get close. This yes. is TV. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So we have John Williams here with Simpson Park and Alejandro with our pool services here. Blessed to have them. We're here to talk a little bit about some of the events that you've got coming up. And it, can you believe it's October already? Already. Already. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The year has flown by quick. It has. It has. So what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Aqua Boo first? Yeah, I can start with Aqua I mean, I have it up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Aquaboo's our yearly event that we have. Obviously, like I said, October's already here. Um, so it's our it's our yearly Halloween event that we have at the pool. It's just an opportunity for uh, everybody in the community to come out and uh, you know the kids come dressed as in, in their costumes. Uh, we have games, candy, uh, as well as time if they want, they can lounge inside the pool while we play some sort of Halloween themed movie. Okay, so do you, at the pool at Aquaboo? Do, do you swim in your costume? Uh, you can if you want. If it's, if it's waterproof, you're more than welcome to. If not, you're more than welcome to go change. Uh, but we have people that come. Sometimes they just come for, for a late night swim and they decide to just hang out in their bathing suits. Other times the, the kids only like to come in their costumes and play around. Of course. And just sit around and watch a movie and, and play games and get some enjoy time together. So Sweet. Now, what's the movie this year? Do you know? Uh, that I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's always a, it's always a, uh, like you said, a Halloween theme movie. I think okay. last year we played uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. So I'm sure this year we'll find some sort of uh, kids theme movie, but we can definitely get back to you on that. Sweet. So while you're here, I'm, I'm gonna just pools. Mm -hmm. We have two pools for our, our audience out there. Why don't you tell us, tell them a little bit about our pools? Okay. Sure. Uh, so uh, like Kevin was saying, we have two facilities. Um, Actually, technically, we have three. So we have uh, Gandy Pool and Simpson Pool. Um, and then our third facility is uh, Barnett Splash Pad, um, which is once again up and running. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we had a problem. Um, but yeah, we have our two pools. Gandy uh, is, is our year-round pool. We're open throughout the year, even during the winter. Don't worry, it's heated. Um, so we make sure to put tarps on it, as well as put turn our heaters on to keep the, the water at a nice, comfortable temperature for the swimmers. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about the outside temperatures. That's something you're going to have to deal with. No, can't do anything about you're that. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> um, and then Simpson Pool, uh, like you mentioned, is, is our other facility. Now, Simpson's only open really to the public during the summer um, and then for a few months after that, but just for the high school swim season. Uh, other than that, we're closed throughout the year until around May or so. Okay. It's not heated then? No, no, no. So it gets to a brisk uh, 65 Ooh, in the winter, yes, so not yes. a lot of people want to jump in that. Yes. I jumped in the swimming pool at my house yesterday that's in a pool screen, and even though it's been very, very warm, it was it was somewhat chilly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially as we get into the winter months, it's going to... So tell us how popular the pool is at Kelly Rec. Um Candy pool. You know what? We get a lot of we get a lot of regulars, a lot of patrons, and we have such a variety of uh, you know different types of swimmers that come in. Whether it be uh, triathletes that are training for races, we have uh, a, we also have a group of guys that come in that are actually started their training that do a a, a frogman swim in Tampa to right. benefit Navy SEALs. Um, and uh, other than that, we have you know a huge variety kids that like to come and just hang out. Parents like to come and and exercise, as well as our classes that we offer uh, from aqua spin, uh, which is literally spin class that's that, that's in the water, to aqua yoga, um, which is 
just yoga style poses on on boards that are in the pool. Um, That's very popular right now with the paddle boarders. Oh, a lot, big time. Yeah, we get a we get a pretty good turnout um, for both the yoga and the spin, and as well as our other class, the splasher size class that's, that that we offer. So our mayor is watching, and he says that. Gandhi is his wife's favorite place to swim. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we try we try and keep it that way. Yeah, and uh, you know we, we want to make sure that it's just uh, it's, it's a good environment for everybody. Just so, Gandhi is not only a place to, for our citizens to go recreate and and train, but just just to have a good time. But it's also houses quite a few of our high school swim teams. Right. That's right. Uh, like I mentioned before, Simpson um, for. A couple months after the summer's over uh, is when um, the, the swim season starts. So right over there, we have a lot of the high school teams that go out and practice. And then again, we have uh, another high school team that practices there. And then we host the majority of the swim meets during the season. Um, and we actually just finished up having our city swim meet last Thursday where all the city, all the teams in the city of Lakeland came and competed at our pool. Okay. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. A lot, lot happening there. John? Yes, sir. What's going on at Simpson Park? Uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> uh, you know, this is actually my fourth month here at Simpson Park. Uh, we have a great event coming up, our Halloween flashlight egg hunt. Uh, we provide uh, the community uh, with an opportunity to have the kids come out and dress up uh, in different costumes. Uh, we provide face painting, uh, balloons. Uh, we also provide a indoor game activity for them to participate in uh, before the egg hunt. Uh, and the egg hunt is for kids ages 3 to 10. Okay. Uh, we separate our 3 to 5-year-olds, uh, and we move them on the tennis courts uh, to do the egg hunt. And then we also, uh, for our um, 6 to 10-year-olds, we move them to our uh, baseball field. Okay. And we do the egg hunt out there. So. And what's the date? The date is uh, Halloween. Awesome. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Halloween egg yes. hunt on Halloween. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's one of those things where uh, we figured we'd piggyback off of uh, the Easter theme for uh, this past year. And with this being my first year, uh, we're definitely gonna gonna continue in this tradition. And then uh, as we move forward, we're gonna find new ways and new exciting things to do uh, for the Halloween. Uh, well, you guys do an awful lot in the community there. Tell us some of the other programs that yes. that Simpson Park offers. Yes, okay. So uh, we offer every day our after-school program uh, from 2.30 to 6. Uh, we provide homework and tutoring assistance as well as providing a snack and a hot meal uh, for kids after school. Um, we also, uh, throughout the day, we have open gym uh, as well as table tennis and pickleball. Uh, Kelly Reck was so gracious enough to allow us to uh, allow pickleball to be in our gym and uh the turnout this morning was amazing. So uh, we definitely welcome any activities uh, to our facility. Uh, we also have our two weight rooms, uh, male, a male and female weight room, uh, as well as our game room. And if you haven't been to our game room, please come out. We have jerseys from past players, uh, both college and NFL, uh, who have actually taken part in Simpson Park. Uh, so it's kind of neat to walk around and see their jerseys up on the walls and things of that nature. So. If you haven't been to Simpson Park, come check it out. It's like uh, Hall of Fame, the yes. legends of Simpson Park. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, pickleball. John, have you ever played? No, but I've been asked. <laughs> I, told him, I told him I won't be able to play today. All right. I'm going to try to suit up tomorrow. So There you go. <laughs> Alejandro, have you ever played pickleball? Uh, 
unfortunately, yeah, I've I've played and, and failed uh, admirably, but it's 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 a lot harder than it looks. So I'm just warning you now, John. Okay. Oh, uh, I need to, to stretch. Stretch. Definitely first. need to stretch. <laughs> up okay. Gotcha. 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 It, it's an interesting interesting uh, concept, mm -hmm. and, and for let's let our audience know if they don't know what pickleball is, it's it's sort of like racquetball and tennis. And, and it's it, it's actually a, the, the footprint's a little bit smaller than a tennis court, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. and you can play in a gym. Mm -hmm. um, we also, at some of our outdoor tennis courts, we've got it marked where you'll know where the pickleball boundaries are. And uh, it's played with sort of a hard, uh, what would you call it, racket? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Hard racket and kind of a bigger wiffle ball type, I think, ball. pickleball, yeah. I guess. And <laughs> when I played, we never had a bounce. It's like the ball's always in the air. So it was wow. interesting. Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So get ready. Yeah, I'm gonna try it out. <laughs> and, and your parks and rec director, Bob Donahue, I kicked his butt. Uh oh. Uh oh. I did. Uh oh. All right. Schooled him. There you go. Ball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else going on that we need to talk about? Uh, Don't you have one other event? What do we got? We got Kids Tennis Halloween Spectacular. Yes, sir. Uh, Kids Tennis Halloween Spectacular. It's going to be uh, hosted out there at the Beerman Tennis Center over there off Edgewood, right across from the golf course. Yep. Um, and that's going to be next Tuesday, actually, from 5 to 7. Um, that's a free event. Um you know, kids from ages 6 to 14, they don't have to be players. Anybody can go. We just ask that uh, they, if they're going to register, uh, just going to do so by calling at the number 863-834-2374. And Tell us that number one more time. Uh, that's 863-834-2374. All right. And once again, it's just another Halloween event. Come in your costume. Get ready to play some tennis. Uh, they're going to be providing rackets and balls for people that want to play. Um, but they're going to have pizza, uh, prizes, and and that's Tuesday, October 16th, yes, and that sir. time is 5 to 7 p.m.? Yes, sir. Awesome, and that's great if you've got someone that may be interested in tennis or just want to go have a good time. Good, good way to be introduced to the game, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Sweet, and that's a fantastic. Jennifer, we went last year, lots of fun. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Nice. Awesome. Hope to see you again this year. Yeah. I like it, Alejandro. <laughs> Look at that promotion. I want to thank you guys for all yes, you do. Doing fantastic you, work at Simpson you. Park. Glad thank to you. have you there. Yes, Alejandro, love to have you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so all much. Right. All right. Our next next visitor is Elizabeth Holiday, and she is our webmaster with the city of Lakeland, and she's going to talk to you a little bit about different things going on and ways to follow us with the city of Lakeland. And... Liz, everything is at Lakeland Gov, right? Everything's at Lakeland Gov. It, obviously, if you're watching here on Facebook, we're uh, at Lakeland Gov on Facebook, but we're also on Twitter and Snapchat. And next door, we're just the city of Lakeland. You'll find us. We're, we're there. So see these little icons right here? See these icons? Look at all those icons. That's all of our, our social media. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube. Snapchat and Nextdoor. And if you're not on Nextdoor, we would certainly like for you to do so. Nextdoor is a, a great tool to, it's it's really neighborhood centric. It's a social media tool for, for neighborhoods to, to talk and communicate with each other. However, from a city standpoint, it allows us to push information to you as well um, for all the neighborhoods that take part in Nextdoor within a certain geographical area. So certainly advise you to do that. It's I, I live in a neighborhood and, and we've got a, our own little neighborhood group so we can communicate, but uh, it's, it's kind of, it's, it does well for us, right? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really great app and 
we don't post as many things as we post on things like Facebook and Twitter. Nextdoor is a little more um, tailored just for neighborhood alerts and also urgent notifications. But luckily, we don't have very many of those. So, so Liz, what's going on? So there's a lot going on. I was looking at the calendar, and there's so much happening this month now. All those events, Aquaboo, the Tennis Spooktacular, those are all going to be awesome. Um, but there's also a Lakeland History Speaker Series on October 11th at the Public Library. And those uh, that's a new series the Public Library is doing, and it's it sounds cool, the history of Lakeland. That's at the main library? Yeah, at the main library. Okay. And those, these are all on our city calendar on the website. So now. if you go to lakelandgov.net, you'll see this latest news and upcoming events, and you can click on any one of these and look at all events if you'd like. But as, as Liz stated, they're all here. Yeah, there's a lot. There, the RP Funding Center has the Imperial Symphony Orchestra doing some more stuff. Seinfeld is coming to Lakeland. Yes, what day? Um, he is coming on the 25th to the RP Funding Center, so I'm really hoping I can go to that. So get your tickets now. Jerry Seinfeld, yes. the comedy about nothing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I, really, I just I really want to go. Same here. Um, Lakeland Magic's having a 5K on the 27th. The Larry R. Jackson Public Library is having a family movie night. That is on the 16th of October. And the Lakeland Hispanic Festival is at the end of the month on the 27th at the Francis Langford Promenade. So a lot happening within the city of Lakeland, and Liz just gave you a small taste. If you want to see everything, because we have a community calendar on lakelandgov.net, you can certainly visit that. Go to our events page and scroll down. There's got to be something. There's a little bit of something for everyone, um, whether you've got small children or if you're an adult, you want to go to Jerry Seinfeld. We also ask that you follow us on social media, and you can do that real easily by looking at the at symbol and LakelandGov. So LakelandGov.net is our website, and at LakelandGov <laughs> at LakelandGov will get you at all of our social media pages as well. Liz, anything else? Well, you mentioned our community calendar, and also that one's going to have a lot more events on it because people actually submit their events and they come to me and I put them in the calendar. So if you have a community event, maybe a community yard sale or anything like that, you can submit those to us. Um, if you go to our calendar on the website, you'll find it. There's a little uh, link at the top of the calendar page and you can submit your events. Well, thank you, Liz. And I wanna thank you for being informed and engaged and watching us on Access Live. I'm Kevin Cook with the City of Lakeland. We've got a special guest, Angela Rao, is going to be here with us next month, and we're going to talk about some of the Lake Morton safety enhancement projects we've got planned. I want to thank you again. Stay informed and engaged, and follow us at Lakeland Gov.